0: you just need a little spiritual guidance to help get your life back together. It can be compared to Mosaic art. Many little pieces that come together to form something beautiful. Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Your host is Mosaic Shaman, Christy Ellen. Christy and her guests are here to ensure that your life is just as you deserve it to be, happy. Now, here's your host, Christy Ellen.
1: Welcome, this is Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman. Today we're talking about balancing your life. I want to thank you all for being here today and listening in. I have some people from all over the world, Germany, um, Florida, and Arizona. I'm also going to say that I'm coming to Arizona this next um, two weeks and I will be there holding some workshops. So go to soulhealers.com, soulhealers.com soulhealerspath.com soulhealerspath.com to find out more about that so today balancing your life where is it you spend most of your time where do you go when life is out of balance these are the questions we're going to answer today when we keep life so busy there's no time to think or connect with our soul purpose it will leave you feeling overwhelmed alone and out of balance Waking up wondering why you're here in the first place. The spirit and the soul has a message. It came here to deliver that message. As it was so beautifully put once, and I love the way it was put that I use it a lot, into words, that your soul has a song to sing. You're here to sing a song. And denying that song to play out into the world will leave you out of balance. And it will affect your health. Anything that's affecting your spirit, any trapped emotions, anything you're holding inside, you're not healing, will come out in the physical body. And it will show itself in health elements. And so that's what we're here, clearing out those trapped emotions and letting them go. As a shaman, I call my higher God source, Great Spirit. What you call yours has very little to do with its healing ability. We get caught up as humans on the name that we're calling our God source. And I'm going to ask you just for this show to let that go and just be with whatever you're calling your God source. That's what we're talking about when we use the word God. We're talking about that higher inspirational understanding that you're a divine spirit here having a purpose in this world to create an inspiring, beautiful life. Oh, whatever you name it, it'll give you comfort when you need it. If you are willing to ask for it, it'll come and hold you when you need to be held. I've had so many times, and I'm sure you have too, where you feel that warm spirit holding you when you're in a desperate time and not knowing what to do next. You feel a warmth. If you're willing to open up and listen to it. And when you listen, it will give you direction on the path of your life. And miracles will happen. When in tune to your God source, when you're in tune to that God source, which is is love, it's divine love, it comes from the creation of love. It can't be anything else but love. It created you in divine love and wants you to have an inspiring, happy life. It wants you to be able to have everything that you want because it's part of you. You come from that source, so you are that source. When you connect with it, you can balance and achieve all sorts of things in your life. Your guide will give you guidance to move forward. It will tell you if you're willing to listen what to do next. It will tell you what is your purpose. And that comes in the quiet moments when you're willing to listen through meditation. I know that I used to keep my life so busy, and if you you have that going on, it can stop. The busyness of so much going on that there's not the ability to hear the direction and purpose of your life. That's what's making you feel so out of balance. Um, as I do mostly in the sto- show, I'm going to relate a story of... An experience I had when I connected to my God source and really knew it was there. And I'm hoping this will relate to your life, that you may have had this experience yourself or something similar to it. So I was going on a trip to Ireland, 42 years old decided to leave and go to Ireland. It didn't please a lot of family members. My parents weren't very pleased about it. They were afraid of the solo trip I was doing alone. It was something that I was being called to do, something that I knew I needed to do. My spirit was speaking to me, saying to go. Now, my lineage, is I come from Ireland. I'm um, Native American, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, a lot of things. But I really connected with Ireland when I went. So this is my first trip there. And because it was being, it was so uncomfortable for my parents for me to go, I decided to go with a group. And I was going over a couple days early, and then I was going to connect with the group. And all of their fears were influencing the way I was feeling. All of the stories I was being told about it not being safe. Now, at the time I went, Ireland had not had any political unrest for 10 years. And I got on the plane, and my head was going on about these fears. And I want you to, to understand that part, too. I was thinking... From a fearful place. And I got off the plane, and not everything worked out. The car situation didn't work out. I was a little bit sick from the flight. Things weren't coming together in a perfect form because of my attachment to being afraid. And I actually hit my car and sideswiped a bus, and, and the rental car got. Some damage done to it, and and I finally just parked it and went into the hotel and thought, you know, I'm just going to go up my room and I'm going to hide out. Here I'm in this beautiful city of Dublin, and instead of looking around and seeing what there was, I went up into my room, and the fear just seemed to like multiply because it will. And when you are in the fear place, it will multiply, and it was multiplying. And then it, I was tired, so I went to bed, and I was sleeping, and all of a sudden I woke up, and my room was above a bar, and I heard sirens. And I thought, there's a bombing. I'm going to die. Because of an intense amount of fear, I went there. Oh, my gosh, there's a siren. Oh, this is going to be the end. So um, before I had left on the trip, um, my my son had gotten into a little bit of trouble. So that was intensifying this feeling. He had, he had gotten in some trouble, and I was going to cancel the trip. And my husband said, no, I'll take care of it. And quite honestly, it was a problem and a situation that the father needed to handle with the son. And not that I'm being sexist, but sometimes there are times when a father needs to handle a certain thing. And so he was taking care of it. So I called home um, in in my desperation. I called home and my husband at the time answered the phone and I said, you know, I'm afraid and something such is going on. And he said, well, you got yourself in this mess, so figure it out. And he hung up on me. And I thought, here I am all alone. What am I going to do? And I took a deep breath. And I decided to pray, to go to my higher source and ask for some guidance. And I tell you what, the room lit up. It lit up because that darkness of fear left. And I felt peace. And the room started to lighten up. And I felt that presence of divine love. And the room was surrounded by my grandmother and my brother and my uncle and those who had passed, who I loved. And I know that their energy was there holding me in that divine love, so I felt nurtured and peaceful. And that lesson for that time was for me to learn where to go to when I'm feeling out of balance. And that works for me. I go to my divine source. I was able to feel calm, to sleep. The rest of the trip was perfect. I was not afraid anymore. And I know that part of the reason I went there was to overcome that fear. So... You are listening to Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, here on Welcome to the Mosaic Garden on Voice America's Seventh Wave Network. And we are talking about balance, balance. And that balance comes from a couple of things, being 100% responsible for where you are in your life. It comes from forgiveness, gratitude, being still and listening in the present moment, and creating from love, Because when you're still in the present moment, you can create from love. If your thoughts are all on g- regret, I wish I could have, should have, and all those places, you are in the past. And I'm going to ask you to step out of that past because you cannot create a life and balance from your past. Those experiences can teach you what to do different, but if you're hanging on to Gosh, if I'd just done that different, or if I'd been perfect, or I messed up, or they messed up, or who you're blaming, you are stuck in the past, and you cannot create balance from that position. So I'm going to ask you to come into the present moment. Now, fear, fear resides in the future. It's out there and somewhere you haven't even gone yet. It's what could happen. Um, I shared on one of the shows of a friend who came over and was talking to me about what's going to happen to the world now that he wasn't happy with the direction the things that were happening with um, the politics and we won't get into politics but he was gone into his fear and he led me on a story where he was dead and I said but look at you you're standing here alive right now and you're looking at the koi in the pond and you're putting your feet on the ground why would you go there so if you're needing to go into your future by all means start to to instead of going out there and creating drama." Prophesy something great. That's what we do with vision boards. If the mind needs to go out in the future, we put a vision board together so you can create a future that is positive. It's better to stay in the present moment because right now in the moment, in this present moment, you are creating your future. What you're thinking and growing on and doing right now is creating your future. So staying in this present moment will keep you connected to where you want to go in your future. It's important to... Project out in the future if you need to something positive. Don't go down the line. Why would you do that? Why would you create something that's not going to take you where you want to go? And what I've been doing with the Soul Healer's Path Life Coaching, when you go in and sign up, which I'm asking you to do because it's going to help you create the life you want in 2017, I've been on this path. I know how to help you go on the path. So what I'm doing is I'm taking the shaman work which is the mystic of the heart which kills the heart and spirit that shamanic energy work that clears out those negative patterns and moves it and clears that out and bringing it together with the coaching packages that go on there with the coaching transformational coaching it gives the brain the ability because the brain needs patterns it needs routines it needs to know how this is going to happen And when you take those two and you bring them together and you give that brain the idea of how this is going to happen so you don't recreate it in your life and you clear out those imprints with the schematic energy work, you marry those two together and you have the perfect, the perfect individual coaching package for you. The perfect individual, whatever you want to call it, creation package to move forward. That's what I'm doing at soulhealerspath.com. And I'm doing it because I've walked this path and I know how to lead you down the path. And how to get you where you want to be and creating the most inspiring life for 2017. Also, when you go to soulhealerspath.com, I know I've told you to go to christieellen.com. They both take you to the same place. You can go type in Mosaic Shaman and it'll take you to all of uh, the YouTube channels and all of the, you can see the healing art productions because we are doing healing art production tours and putting those together that will go on um, the Women's Broadcast Network television here soon, too. So I'll be on the radio. I'm, I'm reaching out in every way possible. And why do I do that? Because I want you to have the most inspiring life possible. Because I know that this world will change as each individual person changes, as you sing your song and become balanced. Because you are a crucial part of this program called life that we all live in. So... Today we're going to do our meditation. So I want you to put your feet on the ground. As we do, put your feet on the ground. Breathe in. Remember to breathe into the belly. Bringing that breath into the belly and dropping into your sit bones. Becoming centered on the earth with your feet on the earth. Pulling in that energy into your heart. I call on the winds of love and it comes to me on a white horse crossing the lake of forgiveness. I call on the wings of love and it comes to me on a white horse crossing the lake of forgiveness. I see the world's part as I play my flute, sitting in the aspen, calling in my love, calling in my hawk. With my mesa fully open, I ask that your heart be healed from your past. That you have forgiveness, that you forgive others and forgive yourself. Forgiveness to move forward. I call on the ancestors to heal your broken spirit, to rekindle the fires of hope in your heart. I call on the wings of love and it comes to me on a white horse crossing the lake of forgiveness. I heal your broken spirit and rekindle the fires of hope in your heart. I call on the Spirit to give you courage, as in Jaguar, to step into the unknown of all possibilities. I call on courage to truly live fully in your life, to soar like eagle, and to truly love, to freely love with no abandonment. I call on the wings of love. It comes to me on a white horse over the lake of forgiveness. I ask that your dreams, great spirit, be answered, that our dreams can truly come to truth with love, hope, and courage. I ask you take away the nightmares and the fears of doubt and limited beliefs. Bring us in the present moment where you abide. Part the veil of understanding and show us the truth to our open hearts, to love again. It is our sacred prayer. And I call on the wings of love and it comes to me on a white horse crossing the lake of forgiveness. Breathe that in. Breathe into that place in your heart where your truly divine is held, knowing the balance of who you truly are. I call that spirit of love into your heart to balance out, connecting you with your great source, Your great God source, that you may hear the messages that are bringing to you to sing your song. I call the winds of love and it comes to me on a white horse crossing the lake of forgiveness. With your breath, pull yourself back into your body knowing that you can come to this sacred place at any time for meditation. Pulling yourself back into your body with your breath becoming one with the room with the place that you're at in your life right now. Bring in balance and understanding into your God source. In this place of meditation, you can truly know and listen to your inspiration. Every day it's important to take a few minutes to be quiet, to go within and to listen, to find that connection to your God source so it can speak to you about your purpose here. Life can be so very busy. But it's very important to take that time to be centered and quiet and balanced. That's where you're going to find your direction in your life. Perhaps that's the reason you're here, to learn to be quiet and be still and not get caught up in the chatter of everything going around, which can lead to burnout, it can lead to loss of spirit, and it can lead to desperation. And what we're doing here is we're clearing that and changing that. You go to Soul Healers Path, .com, you're going to see that there's a seven-day meditation. Give me a week and it will be up there. We're putting it together through the video tour. That meditation can be purchased for $97. And it will give you a meditation of each day that will go in-depth and open up all of your chakras, open up all the directions on the medicine wheel, bring in healing and connecting you. And through that meditation, you will know how to listen to your higher source and connect and be connected to your purpose here on the earth so that you can sing your song because we're waiting. We're all waiting to hear our songs and then we can sing it together. And that beautiful melody of our songs together will create a healing world where we all can feel connected. Heal from burnout and achieve balance as you find your inner burning bush. Would you like to know how to do that? Next, with my accomplished author, public speaker and coach, Cindy Hockart. We will learn about healing from burnout and achieve balance as you find your inner bush.
2: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel
0: Have you always pondered the deeper questions in life? Have you looked at many spiritual paths and found some answers, but are looking for more? The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse, brings you each week practical spiritual teachings and tools that promote self-mastery, higher consciousness, and the opportunity to connect with the ascended masters. Join Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy as we explore the universe of spirituality. Live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the 7th Wave Channel. We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I Am. is Welcome to the Mosaic Garden with Christy Ellen. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. Or you may send an email to healingart.kp at gmail.com. Now, back to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden.
1: Welcome. And I want to welcome Cindy. It is so nice to have you here to talk about balancing our lives. So, Cindy Hockhart, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Christy. I'm so happy to get to participate. Well, um, we're going to talk about burnout in the workplace. That's a very common subject. Can you tell me um, what led you to writing your book, and did you have any experience with with um, burnout in the workplace.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, I, my background, I'm a registered nurse. I have um, project management certification, and MBA, and I spent 30 years working in corporate healthcare. And at the end of that time, you would think that I'd be feeling accomplished and really proud of my contribution on the planet. But unfortunately, the fact was I felt like I really wasn't making a difference. And I reached a point where I was like, what is this all about? What am I here for? And at the same time, I was, you know, attending church and I heard from pastors that each one of us has a unique and individual purpose in our lives. And I was thinking, if that's the case, I just have no idea. I have no idea what that is. And then I had an experience where I was traveling a lot, I was going from um, New York to Seattle and New York to San Antonio on the, on the plane a lot, and I had had a bad day at work, and I was so emotionally distraught that on the plane at 30,000 feet, I am so upset that I'm like, I wonder if I can just open this plane door at 30,000 feet and just escape. Wow.
1: I think some yeah. of us have been there.
2: Yeah, I think some of us have been
1: there. We're thinking this isn't not a healthy thought. <laughs> this no,
2: is not. It's a healthy not. Thought. And um, and so that's that's really sort of the precipice upon which I found myself, and I decided um, after that trip, I did, of course, make it home, and I did not open the door or even try to at thirty thousand feet. Um, But the next day, it was so profound for me that I did quit my six-figure income job, and I decided that I have to, you know, the path I'm on is clearly not working, so I have to figure out why I'm here. I have to figure out what my purpose is. And during that process of researching what is, how does one find their purpose on the planet, I discovered, just like you say, Christy, that I'm nowhere close to being alone alone that in fact job burnout, which I didn't recognize was what I was going through, but job burnout and chronic stress are very common in the workplace and are in fact um, one of the leading causes of dissatisfaction in jobs and actually contributes to a lot of chronic illnesses that we face. So as I discovered that, it, it became clear that I needed to share what I found with others. And that's why I wrote the book. Well, well, as a
1: registered nurse, how um, does uh, stress impact our health?
2: Well, you know, there's something I'm sure you've heard of um, the fight or flight syndrome, right? It's essentially our bodies are created to use adrenaline to help us out in situations of stress. So adrenaline will fire and we will make a decision about whether we run from it to save our lives or whether we take action in order to move forward. And that fight or flight was intended for our best um, best survival. However, when chronic stress is in place, your body can't really function at the level it's intended to when it's at a high level of performance all the time. It's intended to be used in spurts, right? Yes. So when you have chronic stress going on, You have a situation where you have an elevated heart rate, elevated blood pressure, elevated um, stress response, basically, and your body just simply can't manage it long-term. And what I mean by long-term is years. So you end up with hypertension and cardiac disease and diabetes and obesity and all the things that we read so much about that we think about managing through diet and exercise. But the place to start really is about managing stress.
1: So that um, chronic stress is
2: that what causes burnout? Absolutely, that mm-hmm. is what causes stress. And one of the ways that you address the stress is by figuring out what your purpose really is. And you know, you were talking about that a little bit in the earlier segment, and it's so critically important because if you are really working toward your purpose and you are enthusiastically and passionately committed to accomplishing whatever it is that your purpose is, that gives you a whole level of energy and resilience that is simply not available to you if you are just, you know, putting in the time and trying to get through the day. Make well, sense? How do each
1: of us find that? Yeah, How do we each of us find our unique purpose?
2: Well, it's a combination of things. Um, for example, it's starts by really trying to figure out what lights you up. And it's a little bit of a conundrum, if you don't mind me saying that, because when you are in the throes of chronic burnout, you can become numb to what it is that really does light you up. So it it can be a little bit of a process to, to try to figure out what really is going to, you know, light your passions. I mean, it's like, Christy, if you stand and clench your fist really hard, as hard as you can clench your fist. And you just keep it clenched like that for a long time. Initially, you're going to feel pain, and it's going to be uncomfortable. But over, you know, a couple of minutes, the pain actually goes away, and it becomes sort of numb. And that's what happens to our hearts when we get so chronically stressed that we sort of lose touch with, what is it that does make us excited? What is it that connects us with our joy? So sometimes we have to take a little time out and start the healing process through meditation and prayer. And, you know, if you're a Christian reading the Bible, if you have certain activities that bring you peace, you know, do some of that before you try to really connect with what lights you up. Okay. And then, um, you know, reflect back on if you can think about all of the things that you've done in your life, what are the things that really have brought you satisfaction and joy? Uh, We as humans have a tendency to focus on the negative things, our failures, but every single one of us has a whole bunch of things that we've done well. And if we can focus on what those things are, we can begin to get some clues about what really will light us up.
1: So, um, to um, have more joy and to to see, like, if it gives you joy, do more of that. I, I remember sitting in a women's group talking to a group of women about where they wanted to go and what they wanted to do with their lives. And I said, tell me what's good about you. And they were really uncomfortable about that. They could list off tons of things that are wrong. But I said, no, this conversation is going to be about what are you good at. And there is Absolutely some stigma out there that we're not allowed to go out and say what we're good at. You know, um, I think we should express more of that, of what we're good at to the world. I
2: uh, absolutely agree. And I had the same experience. You know, we, um, we've been in some, some self-coaching, some trainings together, you and I, and yeah. one of the things that we've heard is, you know, list off your accomplishments. And that's a really difficult exercise until you sort of get over that stigma and that, you know, inner voice saying you're not supposed to brag. You're not (laughs) supposed to be focused on, you know, promoting. Self-promotion is a bad word. So that becomes difficult. Another thing that I have discovered, so I wrote the book and then I discovered that, you know, I'm not done there. Apparently, my journey continues (laughs) like all of ours do. And one of the things I discovered, which is also very common among humans, is that I have these stories that play out in my head that are actually unconscious belief systems that Mm -hmm. have resulted from life experiences. So if I can just dive in and give you an example. Yes, that would be very nice. One of the things, yeah, Um, it turns out that I suffered um, an incestuous relationship as a child. I was somewhere between the ages of six and eight. And I didn't think, you know, I had the memory, but I didn't think this was having a long-term impact on my life until going through this healing process, it kept coming up. It kept coming up as a record that was playing in my head about um, shame and about self-worth and about, you know, why I didn't control that situation. Remember, I was six or eight years old. So, uh-huh. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good reason why you play didn't. <laughs> in your head, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and I am nowhere close to being alone. I believe that everyone has a story and may not match my story, but everyone has a belief system that's happening in their head, whether they intend it to or not, and recognizing sort of what that belief system is, where it came from, and how to reprogram it is a very important component of the healing process. So yeah, once you're it. able to find that and then uh-huh. turn it around, then you get a whole nother level of passion in your life that you didn't even know was possible. Yeah, catching it before it gets out of control. I mean,
1: uh, we do exercises on here where we're talking about writing it, finding out what your subconscious is thinking so you can catch it. It's probably the difference between um, my life in the past and my life now is that I am aware when I'm in my um, past or future or when I'm not in the present moment, I can make choices to either bring myself to the present moment or to do old patterns because I'm aware of those patterns. It's not that they don't show up. They do. I'm aware of them and I know how to handle them in a different way now than I did before and I can catch them. I can catch those thoughts before they become actions.
2: Yes, and that's so powerful. And to recognize just in in the way you did that, you recognize, and this was an epiphany for me as I was going through this discovery process, that you have a choice about your thoughts and you have a choice about your feelings, which I did not recognize until I came through this journey. So now with the tools, you know, if those thoughts do pop up, I can easily redirect them and recognize them for what they are and then make them more constructive, which is a very useful tool.
1: And then you can find the difference between living a life of inspiration and desperation. Want to talk about that for a minute? What's the difference between those two things?
2: Sure. Um, I talk about when I do coaching and when I do seminars, I talk an awful lot about Um, living from inspiration versus desperation. And oftentimes I will tell a story that people can relate to where maybe you've been to a retail store like a grocery store or a Target or a Walmart and been served by someone who is a cashier or a customer service person who is really just kind of not on their game. You know, maybe they're surly, maybe they're actively um, complaining about their job or their boss. I was in a Starbucks yesterday, and there was Mm -hmm. a guy mopping the floor, actively complaining about his job to anybody who wanted to hear it, you know? So he clearly (laughs) Uh, (laughs) was working... Wasn't happy. (laughs) No, he was not happy. Working out of desperation versus inspiration. Now, contrast that to... Um, going into a store and you're being served by someone who's chipper and their face is lit up with joy. You can see it in their eyes. They're having a great day. And either they are really connected with the mission of the organization, which I feel like connecting to mission is a strong part of recovering your passion for life. Um, and it can be the organizational mission, the company that you're working for, or a business that you're running, or it can be just your own personal mission. And What so would that mission look like? So you're,
1: you're saying connecting to mission. Explain that to mm-hmm. me if I don't know what a mission is. So a mission
2: or purpose is the same thing, is really okay. the the whole reason you exist. So in our example of, you know, the guy who was, complaining about mopping the floor versus the cashier who is chipper and smiling. Well, maybe she is, if she was at a grocery store, for example, maybe she is so connected with the organization's mission of bringing low cost food supplies to people who are hungry, that that lights her up and keeps her engaged and, and, you know, fired up for the work. Maybe alternatively, she is living her own personal mission, which is, to uplift and brighten the day of everybody she encounters today. Make one person smile might be her mission. And just having that mission or that purpose allows her or him to really focus on what you want to accomplish that day versus just sort of surviving and getting through the day so that you can collect a paycheck. Very different experience. Very different experience for the customers. But more uh-huh. importantly for you as a human.
1: So you can change your um, your feelings about being inspired or not. Like say I wake up in the morning and I'm just not in the mood to go to my job. Um, do I just stay home? Or do I do something about changing that so that I can feel better to be inspired? Um, and this, this can apply to my work and my life. How do I right. switch that? How do I switch that so that I can now be in a place of being inspired when I'm really not motivated to be so?
2: Right. You know, all of us have uh, lots of choices that we make as we go through our lives. And at each given opportunity, you're going to make the best choice available to you. And sometimes it can feel like you're making a choice between, you know, three sucky choices. But at the end of the day, The very last choice we all have is the choice of our attitude. And if we choose to see the positive and to be grateful and, you know, not harbor resentment, those kinds of things are going to have a profound impact on how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about the universe that we occupy.
1: So you have seven steps to living a happy life written in your book. Can you give me two examples of those steps? Because we're directing into that now. So, um, yeah, you know, it's what would I, what would the steps, the physical steps that my brain could wrap itself around to take to do that, to make that happen.
2: Well, as you said, there are seven, so uh, I'll pick a couple. One of the first Mm -hmm. that I think is the most important and is going to resonate with you, Christy, and with your message as well, is that of gratitude. Um, Gratitude is a choice. It's a mindset. And... If you, it's actually been scientifically proven out of the University of California that if you intentionally incorporate feeling and expressing gratitude in your life, that you will be happier. There's a study that actually compared, uh, grat- gratitude indicators on a test and did a peer-reviewed, um, study on this that if you express gratitude if you write down gratitude or if you verbally you know thank someone and tell them how grateful you are that the people who did that compared to the people who didn't do that were markedly more happy and more satisfied with their choices in life so that can have a profound impact totally agree Another,
1: gratitude is very yeah. important yes yes absolutely and it you get turns, more right you, you get, get more into back it,
2: yeah. You do. You give more, you get if more. You, if if you're, you're more grateful, you the more good it. things
1: happen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> a lot of people think that yeah. sounds like, like woo-woo stuff that's like way yeah. out there, but it, it's really not. It's so fundamental to who we are. Just,
1: just try it for
2: a moment. Yeah. Go
1: out and just for a day and say, today I'm going to be grateful. And I noticed that the more I put out there, it's like when I get up and I dress up and I feel good about myself, I have a great day. When I get up and I feel like, grumpy and not good about myself nobody wants to talk to me those things you can just watch and if, if you want to watch it in other people I always think it's kind of fun to watch it in people around me and see how whatever they're focusing on comes in and it is so true and you can just see it whatever you focus on will come into your life so gratitude yes an essential part I totally agree with you on that one Wonderful.
2: The second one? To wrap that one up, um, if you would like to go to my website, www.findyourburningbush.com, you can download a free 30-day, it's called the Burning Bush Challenge, um, Mm -hmm. and it gives you 30, actually there's some bonus ones in there, so 30 to 35 individual exercises that you can do to express gratitude every day. Because you know that creating a new habit takes repetition and time, and so you might sort of run out of ideas for how to express gratitude. So I've given you a head start by giving you thirty examples. Exactly. Would you so go this. back
1: and repeat that a little slower so they know where to find you? Um, I know yeah. that they, some people might be wanting to write it down. So
2: sure. It's www.findyourburningbush.com. And uh, on the very front page, you'll see, you know, sign up for the burning bush challenge.
1: Excellent. And I know that I talked about finding your burning bush, but I didn't really make it clear that that's your book. So give us the exact title of your book and where they can find it to right now when we're talking about that.
2: Okay, excellent. Um, yes, it's find your burning bush, discover God's unique plan for your life. And it's available on Amazon and on Audible, if you happen to prefer the listening, or and there's also an e-book on Kindle, so you can have it on any of those. And you can also buy it directly from the website, which is www.CindyHockart.com. No, Cindy Hawkart, no dot. So it's c i n d y h o c h a r t dot That's my primary website, and you can buy it directly from there. It actually links you to Amazon. That's where you get it.
1: Excellent. So, discover God's unique plan for your life. Um, what does that mean? What does it mean to
2: discover God's plan for your life? Well, it's it's what we've been talking about. It's finding your purpose. Um, for, if you recall, I said when I was in church, the pastor said each one of us has a unique purpose and a set of gifts that we are to contribute on the planet, and that was really my initial mission, is to figure out, how do I know? How do I know what God wants from me? And the first place to start is, as we talked about, you know, prayer, reading the Bible, and also uh, doing some self-reflection on what makes you happy, because you were created with a certain set of skills, gifts, and attributes that are going help to help you find your direction and your purpose. So do you believe prayers are answered? I absolutely believe prayers are answered. Now, the the key here is that prayers are answered in one of three ways. There can be a yes, which will be pretty obvious. There will be a no, which will be pretty obvious. And there will be a not yet. The problem is we don't always discern between a no and a not yet because it just feels like nothing's happening, right? Okay. But um, the other thing to remember about answered prayers is that We have a very limited and linear sense of time, whereas God has a universal and a much larger scale of time. So I may pray for something today and fervently believe that, you know, my prayer needs to be answered in the next 48 hours. God may choose two years or four years. (laughs) Do you have have an example of when a prayer was answered for you? Oh, I have so many examples. Um, one example I include in my book uh, is that I was uh, in the process of writing the Find Your Burning Bush, and I was struggling, you know, as most authors do, especially first-time authors, they're struggling to know, you know, is this a book that the market needs? Is this a book that will resonate with the, the readers? And... If so, should I focus it on the Christian audience, which is what my initial calling was, or should I take the advice of so many that is to make it broader and more secular so that others who would perhaps not be Christian or not be spiritual would still be interested? And so my prayer was about trying to discern what the right answer was. You know, is there a large enough Christian audience that would be interested in my message. And what happened to answer the prayer was uh, we were taking, we were in Arizona at the time outside of Superior, Arizona, which is southeast of Phoenix, and we were going through the White Mountains. And my car developed an overheat signal, and it actually had broken apart, and we had to pull out to a safety stop. So in that process, my prayers stud- suddenly started to be, if <laughs> if this is going to be a problem, then help us to have a, an easy resolution. And so two prayers were answered that day. As we pulled off to that safety stop, there were uh, there was a family already there, and they had water to put in our radiator to help us see what the problem was. They also had a working cell phone, which mine didn't have any signal in that area, And they also said to me that they just felt called, you know, something told them that they needed to pull over there. There was no reason for them to be there at that safety stop, but they just felt like they needed to stop. So they just stopped there and they were just sort of gazing at the scenery when we came limping up in our broken car. So I feel like that was God telling me two things. One... He provided solution to my physical problem with my car, but he also provided me direct messaging that there's a lot of Christians out here and we're all here to serve each other.
1: So this direct messaging you get, what is it? Do you actually hear a voice or how do you get direct messaging for God? I mean, you had an example here, but there's times when we hear inspiration to turn right and left. What, how does that work for you?
2: Yeah, you know, I I have heard people, I have met people that actually hear uh, an actual voice. My experience is that I experience like a knowing, like an inner voice, but it's not something I hear, it's something I feel, where I just know the answer. And if I don't pay attention to it, then it can, you know, it can pass and I can, you know, suffer the loss of that message. But if I train myself to be aware and listening to that voice, then it always steers me in the right direction. And you might think of it as an intuition, and that's perfectly fine. That's how it occurs for me, and that's how it occurs for many people. I noticed that when I
1: didn't listen, my life got really complicated, but when I listened to the guidance that was coming to me, all sorts of doors open, and leads me places that the inspiration comes from. So if I'm not Christian, do I still get that direction?
2: Oh, I think (laughs) you do. You know, I come from a particular um, Christian background, but I don't believe that um, I am, you know, I don't have the hubris to say that my way is the only way. I believe that God exists for all mankind, And while we might use different labels, he's there for everyone. When when life doesn't
1: go the way I want, do I get to blame God for that? Is it God's fault that it's not happening the
2: way I want it? Well, it's my um, it's my learned opinion. (laughs) That was (laughs) all we have is our learned opinions. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) The safe place, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) That. that there is no such thing as um, an accident. Um, sometimes what we feel like is um, is punishment is is actually a lesson. It's an opportunity for growth. And unfortunately, we are sometimes very short-sighted, and we have trouble seeing the growth opportunity while we're going through it. But, you know, it's an overused metaphor, but the whole metaphor of a butterfly. You know, if a butterfly didn't struggle to get out of the cocoon, it wouldn't be able to fly and grow such beautiful wings. And the same thing is true with us. So sometimes we suffer loss, either personal loss, business loss, etc., and we feel like we want to blame God. Why weren't you there for me? Or why did you allow this to happen to me? But once we get through it, and look back on it, we can usually see that we grew out of the process. We learned something. We gained some skill we didn't have before. So it's all to be grateful for. It's well, just you, hard to see sometimes in the short term.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen pieces. I used to say it's like a quilt being made, and I don't see all of it, but at some point in time, I mean, now I can look back on the last 20 years of my life and see how everything fit into place. And, um, yes, Exactly yeah so you know, do you ever get I off track? About, do you ever do you ever get off track and
2: get lost a little bit on your path, or is oh, your straightforward? <laughs> oh no i'm I'm as human as the next woman uh, or man. Um, yeah, because you know sometimes it can be very difficult to hear between what's the right direction and what's that intuition telling me versus what my ego was telling me. Because sometimes they can sound very similar. And if I want something and really, you know, like have a desire for something, that can overweigh the voice that's telling me something that might be different. So I can certainly take a wrong path. But one of the things that we all have to be good at is listening to feedback. And that feedback comes in lots of forms. But God in the universe provides you feedback either in the form of negativity because this wasn't working, so, you know, someone will tell you specifically that, you know, you're on the wrong path, or it can come in the, in the form of just not getting the results you want. So if you're not having the success you want, if you're not having the um, happiness that you desire, then maybe that's feedback that we need to listen to and figure out, well, do we need to adjust our path a little bit? Well, you know,
1: there are, there are people that seem to be very successful out there, and I can look at them, and yet their lives don't seem to be very happy. What do you think about why they're unhappy when they have all the things that, that people think make them happy?
2: Yeah, but you and I both know that things don't really mm-hmm. get it, right? That's um, right. And so to a, lot of, to a great extent, I think it's about um, balance. And again, being very clear why you're here. And if you have arrived upon sort of an, I, I have to think it's almost always a mistaken belief that you're here to make money, um, then, you know, you're, you're going to potentially make lots of money, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy. You know, what's the state of your marriage? What's the state of the relationship with your family and your friends? You know, all of that plays together into the quilt you were talking about. And if you ignore three quarters of your life in favor of just getting financial success, then your quilt's not going to hang together very well. Wonderful. You know, we are just talking about bringing this all together to create balance. We have about
1: two minutes left, so I know we have a whole other topic talking about job burnout. But I do want to ask, what would be one of your suggestions for someone who's in a job they don't love but has to pay the bills?
2: Well, my suggestion would be to take a step back and assess what you want your intentional life to be. And I call that creating a a vision for your life and then creating a blueprint for happiness. So figure out what you want it to look like. Then start, you know, incrementally taking steps toward what that perfect life would look like. And that can mean job change, but it can also mean that you take a fresh look at the job that you're in. And can you do a 100% wonderful job and gain happiness through the vehicle that you currently have at your disposal? And if it's just the job is not a good fit, then yes, you may have to learn some new skills and incrementally make some changes there, but you have to keep the lights on, right? So you don't want to quit your, you don't want to do like I did. You don't want to (laughs) necessarily quit your six-figure job and, you know, go on a soul search because you have to be able to pay the bills. But there are incremental steps you can take to really become happy in what you're doing. And with your coaching, you can direct them
1: there. Um, we're going to need to quit in just a second, but go ahead and tell them where they can find you again in your book before we end, please.
2: Yes, thank you, Christy. And it's mm-hmm. um, the best place is www. CindyHochart.com, C-I-N-D-Y-H-O-C-H-A-R-T.com. And if you go to that website, if you have um, a need or a desire to find your purpose and your passion, there's a free passion test you can take that would get you started. And feel free to reach out and we'll connect you with other resources as you need
1: them. Thank you, Cindy. It's so nice having you here, and uh, thanks for joining and sharing with us how to find your burning bush, and discover your God's unique plan for you, and actually be able to balance your life through inspiration. This is Christy Allen, the Mosaic Shaman, and until next week, may you walk a balanced life. Namaste.
0: Thank you for listening to Welcome to the Mosaic Garden. Christy Ellen hopes that you will join her on another journey next Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.